dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Live from wherever you are around the world, uh, as I said before, Silky's in the house alongside myself, John Shmooshmoka, and the Shooter Man. And already we've got some breaking news from across the pond, all the way over there in Viva La France. Shooter, what is the breaking news? Hello, boys. It's uh, it's great to be on our first live show. Look, we do have some explosive news at the moment. I've uh, had some correspondence with a, a head honcho of a, a major clothing label in the surfing industry, and. Um, He's uncovered some explosive claims about WSL commentator Strider Wozolowski, uh, who he's not actually who he claims to be. No. Melville, mate, I'm telling you, he's got photographic evidence, which he's, uh, he's put on our Facebook page, that uh, Strider Wozolowski is actually Ellen DeGeneres. No. Now, no. Now, now boys. No. Boys. Stop it. Now, we've got proof. We've got proof <laughs> of it. And I'm telling you, I've just had a look at him on TV right now uh, with an Ellen sweater on. And I'm starting to believe that Ellen DeGeneres has infiltrated the WSL for some unknown reason. I just, I just looked it up. It is on our uh, Carve Up Facebook page on the group and the uh, it's definitely there. He's a dead ringer. Boys, we haven't He's seen... He's a dead ringer. We haven't seen a scandal like this since the, cra- the great Peter Druin famously, <laughs> famously morphed into Westerly Wendina <laughs> about 10 years ago. Wow. Now, this, this, is, this is unbelievable stuff. Groundbreaking stuff. And it's a first here on Radio Hub, but it's a first for the carve-up, and it's good to... Uh, it's finally good to get behind the mic, boys. Yeah, boys, I tell you, there's uh, the event over there in France this week, outside of that that breaking news that Ellen DeGeneres is actually commentating yes. live surfing events is, is amazing for one. And, and two, some of the, uh, some of the performances guys have been outstanding, both in the men's and the women's who, uh, we're actually watching live as we uh, go along here. And I believe the women are on hold. We've got the semifinals shooter and silk. Uh, Tyler Wright will take on Sage Erickson and Chris Moore. The Hawaiian uh, vying for her uh, next world title will take on a fellow Hawaiian in Tatiana Weston Webb. Gentlemen, the surfing out freaking standing. Mate, I'll tell you what, I saw Tatiana Weston Webb's barrel out there the other day, and that was a solid, that was a solid eight foot wave. And uh, I'll tell you what, she wrote it, she wrote it unbelievably. Blonde, beautiful, bombshell, is not afraid to charge. And you know what? Uh, they say sex sells. Well, in this case, surfing sells and sells, and she absolutely. Charge into every bit of that ten foot wave, guys. It's uh, it's been outstanding on both the men and women's side. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm frothing. Shmoo, she's a Hawaiian, Tatiana Western Webb, and uh, from the island of Kauai. The old man, he's the he's uh, he's looking after her on the tour. Do you do you know him? Have you had any uh, meetings with the, the old man? Because they say he's a bit of a charger too. Yeah, look, the whole family is. is uh, she comes from a surfing family. She's actually part Brazilian. To be honest, I think she's actually dating Jesse Mendes at the minute, and uh, you know that'll definitely help her surfing. You know, going, uh, you know, some some sparring in and out of the water, if you know what I mean. And uh, she's doing very well in her rookie season, and she's going to definitely jump up the rankings with at least a third place finish. She was just sitting on that bubble, boys, but uh, this third place will skyrocket her into uh, probably the top five, depending on where she finishes, and if she can win the event going into Hawaii. Um, you know, she's definitely vying for that Rookie of the Year. I don't know about you, Shooter. Oh, look, I'm, I just, you know, going back through the years, I used to turn it off a lot when the women came on. There was only the, you know, only the top sort of three or four that were really sort of vying for the title, you know, at, at any stage. But but sort of this year especially, you know, the, the girls are surfing better than ever and, and all the girls are surfing better than ever, you know. Any one of them can upset one on any, any given day. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the two that have out uh, outclassed uh, 
the field from mine so far have been Tyler Wright and Carissa Moore. Uh, some of the surfing that they've been doing has just been outstanding. Chris, Chris I think yeah. the two young American girls go all right too, Courtney Conlog and, and Lakey Peterson. They're, they're holding their own. Well, I mean, the, the world title is going to go down to Hawaii now after Carissa's got through and Courtney was the number one. But uh, and, you'd, yeah. and, and look, Silk, you'd want to say that there'd be an advantage to Carissa Moore going to Maui and, and being in Hawaii. But I tell you what, Courtney Conlog. She's will, improved and she had a sight. Out of sight. Yeah, she has. And she will take it. All the way to Carissa Moore, no matter what sort of the conditions are. Snips Parsons does a lot of uh, caddying and, and looking after those young American girls. Well, what's his? Uh, where's his strengths in imparting his knowledge and wisdom on these young girls? Because they're they're all surfing well. You know, I think what Snips does is he keeps it real simple. Surfing is simple. It's supposed to be fun, right? If you go out there, I think the the person who looks like they're having the most fun, obviously, you got to get the two best waves, right? But I think the the surfer, be it male or female, who's, who goes out and looks like they're having the most fun, generally comes up with the wind. So Snips might be like the Wayne Bennett of surfing coaches. He's <laughs> yeah. more, more of like a people's person, you know what he I mean? Is. You know, he, yeah. do, he doesn't fraternise too much with people. Uh, Dino and Dino is very much the same. They, they, they keep to their own devices. They have their own little space there. They don't divulge too much information. Wayne Bennett, uh, Craig Bellamy, very similar. Good good call there, uh, Shooter. But yep. um, the semifinals are setting up for uh, some... Awesome action. Now, just before we uh, move on, I just want to give a shout-out. Will Webber's over in G-Land at the moment. We're just having a few technical difficulties getting the Wi-Fi up there at Bobby's camp in G-Land. He's uh, celebrating uh, former pro surfer Cole Sutherland's 60th birthday with uh, a few old Bondi legends. So they are listening. I've just been given a text that they are listening, and we will try to get... Will uh, via the Skype uh, later on in the show. There's six Jarvos up a coconut tree holding her aerially in the air at the moment, <laughs> trying to get him some. Uh, <laughs> Mate, how was your trip over there? You've just come back. Mate, it was good. It was good. I had a long trip over there. Actually, I had five yeah, weeks. Yeah, we know. Out, or five weeks. We know. <laughs> it's, it was hard coming back, I tell you. But uh, no, we got some good waves. I tell you what, we, you know, a lot of people surf up in the top end of Sumatra and up the Mentawis, but down the bottom end, down south Sumatra, geez, that's it's very untapped down there. You know, we went, we got down there. And, you know, there was hardly anybody down there. There was just so many. Every sort of corner you took and every field you pulled up at, there, there seemed to be a, a little wave or a, a point break. And, you know, we, we, if anything, we were a little bit undergunned there. We, we, there was a couple of big swells, you know, down there at the time. And um, I'll tell you what, there's, there's a lot of potential for surf down there. And it's the first time I've been down that way. And I'll be going back there again for sure. Well, why don't you ask me how my holiday was? How was your holiday, Smith? Oh, it was awesome. It rained. It was windy. <laughs> you had your old man in town, Yeah, the old boy was Papa. in town. Papa Shmoo was, was definitely in town. So that was probably the highlight of my holidays. But it was very unlike yours, where it was sunny, balmy, good bintangs on ice, perfect surf. Mine was windblown, shit surf. And uh, a lot of indoor games. But um, outside of that, it was great to, to hang out with Papa Shmuel. But uh, let's, get back to, um, let's get back to the comp, guys. Cause, um, and let's talk about the guys. Um, yesterday, watching from the comfort of my bed, I saw one Mr. Gabriel Medina well, yeah. massive. pull off one of the best airs I have ever seen in my life. Mate. It was the best backhand air I've ever seen. Yeah, me it, too. The way he landed, it was it was flawless. Actually, it was faultless. He actually it was landed flawless. on the explode, exploding yeah. part of the wave, like and to make it look so effortless. You know, he just come out of it. You know, put his hands on his, you know, on his hips as if as if he was doing it. Yeah, he'd done them every day. But man, that was that was an amazing. Is that a no claim claim? I still reckon Kelly's was better at Bell's. Nah, no. not even nah. close. I do. Got to uh, be harder on your backhand too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the way he approached that whole. And don't get me wrong, Kelly's was in the section. He's. Kelly did his air at Bells during that during that final was no one's ever done one there before. Um, Gabriel Medina though, uh, there was 
not one part of that maneuver that was out of place. It was absolutely – you could have given it a 20. We're just on that, the conditions were, were there to suit. Like There wasn't a breath of wind. It was just – the perfect ramp. You saw him take a high line, and the speed he had was phenomenal. Just you could see his eyes light up. He was always looking ta- for that, always looking for that ramp, mate. But it was the height that got me. Like it was, it was seriously six to eight foot off the off the lip. And not only that, too. You see, when a lot of them do airs like that, there at least one foot or something comes a little bit unstuck from their boards. Like he was dead set glued to his board the whole way. Yeah, I mean, they slow mo. I could have watched that. 50 times. It was it was beautiful. And you know what? Uh, he's going to be tough to beat. And let's talk about who he needs to beat coming up against John John Florence, who who didn't really impress me all too yeah, much shit. in his in his round four. He, he looked very lethargic. He didn't look like he wanted to be in the water. Um, is his ankle injury bothering him? I don't know. But, you know, he's got a tough opponent, John John. He's coming up a, a, against a very informed and consistent Gabriel Medina. Yeah, I think if the waves... I know they've dropped off at the moment and the men's have been called off for the day. But if unless the waves pick right up again, I think John John's going to have a lot of trouble beating Gabriel. He's just He just seems to be getting better and better. Can, can I ask you then, can Gabriel potentially win here? He, Portugal, I think he's won before, go in Hawaii and, and be back in contention to take it out. Um, I think mathematically he's not in contention. Right. No, he's started his run a little too late. But, I mean, just the fact that Gabriel's gaining that consistency throughout the back end of the season will put him in a good position and good state of mind for 2016. I mean, you know, I, I, I for the life of me, can't figure out why he started off so slow. Maybe it was just all that that uh, post-world title commitment um, that he had to adhere to. But, you know, I thought Stepdad he Stepdad Charlie might have just locked him in a room and just partied hard. Oh, yeah. I, I reckon they would have partied a, a few nights. But I don't know. I, I can't figure out why he, he wasn't in the top ten a long time ago. I actually heard him interviewed last night. I heard him interviewed. And he, he basically was saying because he's not in contention – the, the pressure's right off him, and he's just out there having fun again. Yep. Whereas I think there was a lot of expectation on him after coming off that world title win at the start. Um, he just didn't, couldn't live up to it, you know. But now he said the pressure's off him. He's getting back to his best. I'll tell you what, let's talk about pressure and who's thriving under the pressure of, you know, trying to get that yellow jersey back is, well, let's work our way up up the uh, the quarterfinals here. Adriana De Souza and Owen Wright. Now, Owen Wright... I made statement to a few few events back. I, I think he's a world title contender for sure. He's still in the mix, uh, somewhat. Um, he hasn't found uh, his his complete form yet in this event. And if the waves get bigger against Adriana de Souza, he's definitely a chance. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of Adriana's surfing. But competitively, this guy is he, he's he's the line. He's the king of the jungle. I'm seeing a lot of similarities between his turns and the way mixed surfing at the moment. There's just that drive off the bottom, it turning tight into the pocket. Did you just kick? You, you, uh, what? I'm <laughs> serious. Did you see that? What, mate? He, he got a that, that score he got last oh, night man. in the round five. In that round five, mate, he blew him out of the water. He's tight turns, mate. He was getting four and five turns, mate. You got two like uh, is it nines or, or nine point five or something like that, mate. It was uh, he was on point last night. I haven't seen Adriano surf better, but I haven't I haven't seen Mick surf any better than what he's surfing at the moment. He's he's. I think Mick will win this contest for mine. I just think from what he's been through and what he's doing now, I just I can just see him standing up there at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm still baffled about the comparison between Mick and Adriana de Souza. <laughs> I think you're on some serious uh, prescription Mate, drugs I'm, here. Well, I, I, but, disagree. Uh, I, agree I disagree. I disagree. I'm telling you. It's Look, he's, he's, he's linking his turns. He, he's throwing heaps of spray. Like... Say, like, you can say what you want about his style, but, mate, the manoeuvres that he's putting together and linking him, he's got, the, he's got that little bit of air game as well. He's, 
He's surfing good right at the moment, mate. He's been, he was number one for a considerable amount of time this year. And it kills me to say it. As, you know, obviously... It kills che- me to hear che- it. Cheering for the Aussies. <laughs> Can I say one thing, though? Like, we were, I mentioned the women before, how they're, they're all quite equal at the moment, in my opinion. I think in the men's side of it, it's completely the opposite. I think the top ten surfers in the men's division, the gap between them and the rest of the field is just getting wider. I just think that... I look at some, I look at some people like, you know, Chloe Andino. I saw him surfing today and... You compare his turns with someone like Owen Wright and Mick Fanning and Adriana Souza. I mean, look, the kid rips, but he just doesn't have that power game. Owen Wright, everything he does is just effortless and he's just, you know, I just think the gap there from the top to the rest of the field is just very wide and I, I think there uh, is a big difference there. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've gone through the bottom half of the draw and we encourage your feedback on our Facebook page. Get on there, tell us what you really think and if we want to talk about it, we will. If not, well, then just... You know, bringing in your comments. Uh, the Carve Up Show is on Facebook. We're going to go to a short break. We're going to come back with the top end of the draw right after this. Stay with us here you. on the Carve Up. Nothing like a little bit of akadaka to keep us going. It's the Triple S team in the house, Silky, Schmoo, and Shooter <laughs> Boys. Um, we're talking all things Carve Up, and uh, we are really carving it up, actually. We're uh, going quite well, I think. Uh, everyone else might not think the same. And if uh, you want to give us your input, make sure you log on to our Facebook page, The Carve Up Surf Show. we got Big Shane Wilson on the line saying, uh, well, he's... Uh, he's into me. He's carving he's, up Silky. He's into me. Yeah, he's carving up the Silk Man. I can't believe he talked up that Brazo. Well, he's not really talked him up. He's just... Uh, no, he talked him up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he did. Like, yeah. It hurt. It actually hurt. It pained me to say. <laughs> But, oh well. You know. This is what the show is all about. It's everything real in surfing. We're not afraid to go where others are. So uh, that's why we call it the carve up because we just love to carve everything and anything up. So, boys, uh, we talked about the bottom half of the draw, heats three and four in the quarterfinals of the men's side of the uh, Quicksilver Pro in France. Let's talk about the top half. I think it's the stronger, actually, well, maybe it's 50 50, but the uh, heat number two, as we're working backwards here, guys. Mick Fanning holding that yellow jersey uh, up against B. Durbridge, who is very uh, capable of uh, disposing of anybody on tour. This guy is an unsung hero, the white Fijian, as he's known to everyone as. Uh, but Mick Fanning, I haven't seen him look any better. Yeah. Boys, you know what? Neither have I. B. Durbridge, every time we do our um, tips and, and that for any contest, his name never comes into calculations. Under the radar. He's under the radar, but he always seems to be there, you know. And that, that what about that man turn he did on that big wave? Mate, he blew up in that round five last night. It was Mate. amazing. That was and one of the best you know, turns I've ever you seen. You know, the do. other thing, too, when you do surf snapper, he's always one of the top two or three out there as well. He's, but you're right, he's just kind of skates underneath the, underneath the radar there. But it, definitely on his days, he can hold it, hold it with any of them. He's going to have his work cut out against Mick, though. Yeah, I mean, even doesn't matter what size it is. I think what I've seen from Mick Fanning so far, and yes, I'm talking him up because we should. He has had probably the highest single-wave scores. He's had some of the two, two uh, combined total score um, top three finishes so far in this event and the last three events, if you like. And he is... He's the favorite, and he should be. He's, he's wearing that yellow jersey, but uh, you know you can never discount B. Durbridge. He could be that uh, that uh, that uh, excuse the 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 phrase that shark that gets him. Oh, hey, what about the script writers? <laughs> uh, there'll be someone at Zosu just paying some uh, Hollywood executive. Can you imagine that as the movie? You know, in years to come, where Mick Fanning beats off a shark. Wins the last three contests and then takes it out in Hawaii, you know. Sharknado 18. There you go. <laughs> the, but, uh, you know, Mick's going to be hard to beat. But, you know, like we said, Beat could do it. He just needs to get 
two better waves. That's all. The the surprise of the quarterfinals, you made mention to this off-air before we went live. And we are live, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So if we stuff up, so what? Um, just deal with it. Carve us up. Yep, yeah. carve us up. Get online. Uh, <laughs> the show is uh, the Carve Up Surf Show. Give us your comments. We might even read your name out if you're lucky. Uh, it's the Triple S team in the house tonight with Shooter Schmoo and Silky. Uh, Julian Wilson, Itala Ferreira. What a matchup. Yeah. That could be an air fest. You're a big fan of Julian. I mean, actually, Will, sorry. I apologise, our, yes. uh, our G-Land correspondent who we can't get at the moment. But uh, he's been waxing lyrical about uh, Julian Wilson. He's tipped him to w- win the world title this year. He just got engaged to a glamour. Oh, he's right. been living, yeah. Yeah, he just she, she popped the question in Paris. How it romantic. Does. Oh, mon cherie, I like two limpid pools of fire burning into my soul. Oh, Will you marry me? Turning me on, son. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the kid he's surfing up against, I think that you're looking at the rookie of the year there. He's, um, we, we tipped him early in our, uh, in our carve-up shows as a uh, one to watch. While we're talking about lookalikes, <laughs> I dare say there's a bit of the Italo Ferreira about you, Shooter. Thank you, my son. Seriously? Yeah. Really? He's take got a bit of a, he's got a, bit of a snoz on him. He's about you know? two foot tall. He's as tall as Schmoo. Take the cap off. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the difference. <laughs> he's got some Humphrey B. Bear. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup, boys. Um, I can't see Julian Wilson losing this one, though. I think he's in good form. He's in a good place right now. Um, you know, France. Family's there with him. Yeah, he's in a great place. <laughs> La Francaise. Um, and he's really starting to prime up for Hawaii. He knows it's a big heat. He knows he's up against probably, as you said, Shooter, the rookie of the year. Uh, yep. This Italian kid's come from nowhere. But uh, I just think J- Julian's going to be too good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mate, the cream's risen to the top. Looking at these matchups, I mean, geez. I mean, I can't, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't see Italian beating Julian. And, and then you've got Julian and Mick, you know, both vying for the world title and Adriano. So, I mean, this could. And Owen. No one's got a shot. Yeah. Adriana, I mean, yeah. you got four yeah. world yeah. title contenders in there, boys. So, it, you know, it's it's as much as we're going to pick who we think's going to win the quarterfinals or potentially even win the event. Um, it's still up in the air. And you know what? The beautiful thing about this whole conversation is the the, the pinnacle of it is it's gonna come down to Hawaii. Yep. Is, is your world yeah. champ there in those eight surfers? Yes. Yes. Your world champ is one of those eight surfers, yep. or one of the four surfers that yeah. are. Still what about the one yep. who's just fallen off the pace, Felipe Toledo? What's yeah. happened there? You know, Felipe Toledo is is an outstanding world title um, contender, just not this year. Okay. Talking about falling off the pace, uh, what about Joel Parkinson? I mean, he's had a massive fall from grace this year. I mean, I... I can't put my finger on it. I, Do you I reckon mean, he, he looks uh, disinterested, to be honest. He doesn't look like he's got that, you know, that will to win. I don't, I, that's just the way it comes across on TV. I'm sure he's out there trying his guts out, but... Uh, yeah, just looking at his performance when he got knocked out the other day, like he, he fell off just doing a, a roundhouse and just doesn't look interested to me. Well, yeah. talking about not looking interested, I mean, I, I think the same thing. Taj Burrow's in the same boat. I think he's, he's, he's missed the boat. I mean, if Squid Lips Johnny Gannon couldn't get him a world title, yeah. he's never, and he's had, look, he's had a kid. He's, uh, I think he's winding down. And then sensationally, the schmoo off air was telling us that uh, his thoughts on Kelly Slater really yeah, yeah, not like, wanting to be there anymore. Well, I, or no, not. Deserving uh, to be there anymore. Well, none of that. Whoa. None of that. Uh-oh. Is that what you said to me? No, I didn't say any of that. <laughs> I, I just said my thoughts on Kelly is, you know, you're hearing about all these injuries. He knocked himself out the other day. Uh, he's got rib injuries. He's always seems to have these, and Ross Williams made mention to it, he's got these niggling injuries, event in, event out, both in and out of the water. And look, 
What I think every I, I started a firestorm with this comment, right? And 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 it's good because I like to hear what people have to say. Everyone's uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, True. right? And that's great. But the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, the guy's 43 years old. He's got nothing to prove to anybody. He is the king of surfing. 54 event wins. I don't know how many thousands of heat wins. He's got nothing left to prove. And if everyone's so scared about Kelly going away from surfing and surfing not surviving without Kelly Slater, where are you kidding yourselves? And this is where the WSL needs to step in and actually, you know, look at the young generation, the Julian Wilsons, the Adriana D'Souza, the McFannings, for Christ's sake. So you're saying he needs a tap on the shoulder? Well, he doesn't need a tap on the shoulder, but Kelly doesn't know anything but competitive surfing. He gets up, eats, sleeps, and breathes competitive surfing. Go buy yourself an island. Go hang out with your mates. You've done everything you need to do in surfing unless you want to win another title. I think there is a transition in surfing about to take place. I think that's what we're kind of saying here. There's a few of the the old guard, as as it were. But it leads me on to another point which I'd like to raise, and it was raised uh, on our forum in Facebook. The rail game versus the air game. Now, we've talked about Felipe Toledo and and what Gabriel Medina did, you know, uh, even what Slater did in, in trestles. Now, is there a seismic shift towards, you know, the air game starting to supersede the, the, the power rail turns. What's your thoughts on that? No, no, no way. You know what? Surfing on the rail is like denim. It'll never die. Um, it's, Great analogy. Wow. It's, you know, I use that one a lot, actually. Yeah. You know, what it, about it, double denim? It, double denim's came and gone, <laughs> yeah. but normal Great denim. Great in the 80s. <laughs> no, no, normal, normal denim. I saw you, Great in, in, the the, 80s. I saw you in a bit of double <laughs> denim back in the days. <laughs> yes, down at Archie's and then maybe uh, uh. the Dolphin Street, you know, club, a little bit of double denim from the shooter, man. But look, it, you know, the rail surfing, you can ask anybody from John John Florence to Jordy Smith to Kelly Slater to Mick Fanning to Gabriel Medina. They all love doing the airs, and the airs are going to score depending on the de- degree of difficulty like we saw that 10 that was well-deserved by Gabriel Medina. But rail surfing will never, ever, in my opinion, get old and die ever. Be- never. I, I look... I- I don't know where to sit sit on this one. I'm not going to sit on the fence because uh, you know what happens there. But I do see the validity in, in you know, the, the way the, the manoeuvres above the lip. You know, the things that these guys are doing now, it's what they were doing in skateboard parks, you know, years ago. That, that turn the other day, okay, you got the 10. But I think it depends on the flow as well. So, uh, you know, when, when uh, like John John, for example, busts a big air or, or Kaloa and Dino early in the heat, then they link it with other turns. I think that's the future of surfing, not not racing ahead to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, Shooter, I mean, you've been surfing your whole life. I mean, yes, it's albeit two to three foot <laughs> bronze <laughs> reef. Shooter's never <laughs> – he's only had unique flyway pullouts. That's the only area he's got. <laughs> I mean, I've got a big repertoire. I've got the Quasimodo. I've got the drop knee. I've got plenty. I've got plenty of my bag of tricks. Don't worry about that. Uh, the, feral, with the, flippers the, on too. the The feral got, flop. You got the beach crumb roll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the schnitzel. Yeah, i got that, mate. Don't worry about that. What's your thoughts, Shooter, on the air game? Air game via the rail. No, mate, the rail every day of the week for me. I mean, look, board design designs changed a lot, you know. Whereas uh, Kelly's riding them short boards and he, they're very tight in the pocket. But now I'm seeing the likes of like Bede yesterday, John John that they're doing more big, longer drawn out. They're just adding that ele- more element of style back into the into the into the calves and into the rail game, you know, which is a, a good variation. And mate, I'd rather see that any day of the week. I mean, except for you know Gabriel's and Kelly's airs. We're out of this world, but you're not going to see them every day. Can yeah, you... I, I mean, look. In all honesty, airs are going to score big when they when they're done correctly. Yep. Um, the normal chop pop, the, the slob air. We saw. I think it was Julian Wilson went for a big slob air the other day, and you know 
the degree of difficulty in that one is going to score you big points. And he got scored big. I think now guys are going to start exploring more with, you know, double twists and all these sorts of incredible other types of aerial surfing. But I agree with you, Shooter. It's like denim, mate. I'll say it again. It'll never die, that conventional surfing. I just do want to give a big shout-out to uh, my wife, Lisa. Lisa Elshmu and Bishmu. They're listening to the... Uh, We've got two listeners. Yes! yes we two fish, two. one chips. <laughs> two fish, one chips, one yoo They're listening. Uh, and again, we encourage your feedback on our Facebook page, The Carve Up Surf Show. Guys, rail versus airs. I think they both go hand-in-hand hand now. And they're going to be both scored... Uh, you know, on on in regards to how they're done. I mean, if you just do the the, the little you know chop hop rail, you're never going to get scored. But if you do a big rail guide, you're going to get scored big as well. And tell me something, Shmoo. The changing conditions too. Like in France, we've seen plenty of different con- conditions from the from the really big stuff to you know getting smaller, big barrels. You know, great faces to work with. The judges they can change their criteria, like sort of mid event. Do can they do that? Like to, they they score higher at some stage of the event. And then when the waves change a bit, they can score, score yeah. differently. I noticed that was happening yeah, in the was, first couple it, of days. It's a great pickup because it's been happening uh, like in this event. Yeah, the, look, the, every every morning the Richie Porter gets his guys together. They look at the conditions. Uh, they go based off what the day, previous days were before in terms of scale. And they look at what's in front of them. And they have to judge what's in front of them um, based off wh- what they think they're going to be seeing. So, look, you know what? It's, a, it's an imperfect science, mm-hmm. uh, judging. I, hate to, I would hate to be a judge. But uh, I'm going to leave that to those guys. So, you know, their opinion is the opinion that gets written down and scored. That's the only opinion in surfing that really matters, right? So those guys, more times than not, need to get it right. And they don't always get it right. And we don't always agree, and we're always going to have our opinions on who gets scored higher than the other guy for whatever they're, the, they're doing, right? But uh, like I said, it's an imperfect science, and that's what judges I've got an about. opinion on Renato Hinkle's head. Oh. How big is it? <laughs> Moi grande. Massive. Massive. <laughs> Should but be in the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love you, Renato. We're going to do a short break. We'll be right back with more of the karma.
Welcome back to the Carve Up. Yes, we are live, and I don't know what vault Silky pulled that one out of, but uh, that was a screamer. Uh, boys, let's talk a little bit about the wild cards that are chosen. Uh, let's go there, because let's... you know what? I've had a gutful of Dane Reynolds. <laughs> Milk sucking on the teat of the WSL and just getting a free ride when there's guys who bust their ass, you know, through all these shit comps all around the world, while Dane Reynolds is just getting paid big dollars by Quicksilver and then turns up at an event, potentially knocks out a world title hope, and there you go. And then the next day he doesn't feel like really whoa, surfing. Whoa, hey, yeah, uh, whoa. Bullshit. <laughs> like, bullshit, I'm calling. Well, let's just rewind there because I don't know yeah. if he's getting paid the big dollars from Quicksilver anymore. Remember, oh, they did yeah, file yeah. for Chapter 11. Tell us what you really think, Silky. Well, yeah. mate, uh, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, look, there's no doubting his ability, right? But he just turned – he seems to turn on and off when he feels like it. You know, he gets he gets half a dozen wild – I mean, there's 12 events. I dare say he surfed in four already this year. You know what? This yeah. has been one of our biggest uh, talking points on our Facebook page. We've had we've had Matt Flopper Phillips from Maroubra. We've had Kobe Graham from Bronny. And well, we've had living others, in the States now. Living in the States now. And uh, the, the split's 50-50. I mean, Matt, as Matt Phillips pointed out, as Flopper pointed out, people want to see – Someone like Dane Reynolds surfing in the event. He's, he's the people's choice, is, who, is what who he's else saying. Is there, boys? But, who else is there? but what I'm and what I'm, I'm sort of agreeing with you, Silky. Like when it comes down to it, Dane doesn't give a shit. He doesn't no. give a shit. He, don't, he couldn't care less whether he gets through a heat or not. Where you got some up and comer that is. I'll is, give you one is, trying, to, trying to make a living out. I'll, of, I'll just pull one out. out Marlon Lipke, right? Guy does the does the uh, the QS. He's been, he's been up at the highest level. He's trying to requalify. There's a guy like that. I don't even know where he's ranked, but he's about you, 46 years old. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying. There's a name. Like, I mean, Dane Reynolds has got to be what early late 20s now as well. There's got to be young up and comers. What's the the well, young yeah. charger, the Quicksilver young charger surfing Hawaii last year? Well, look, let's, let's look. Surfing's commercial these days, and people and the people who run the WSL are looking to sell the sport to people who are attracted to the numbers that Dane Reynolds can bring. Simple. And who else is there? You got someone else for me? And it's not Marlon Lipke, let well, me tell I'll, you. Because <laughs> half of Germany surfs in a, in a river. <laughs> well, I just pulled him out. Because I just think it's a great name. But my point it's, is, oh, I just think the, the point is, mate, the, the, guy, the guy is not fair income. Get, get someone who's in, who's in there who, who wants to make it, who, who's doing, doing the hard yards. Like, you can't just keep giving this guy a, a free ride. And like I said, he can potentially... Be the end of uh, one of the one of the top four surfers who's busting their guts trying to win a world title. In this particular contest, he is actually surfing for a charity. I did hear him get interviewed a couple of days ago, and he's doing it's, it. it's the Dane Reynolds charity. <laughs> Dane Reynolds charity. So I mean, yeah, he, he, I mean, he did have a little bit of um, you know something to surf for there, but it still didn't get him far, did it? Nah, that's right. I mean, he hasn't gone right on in any contest he's had wild cards for. That's well. He always like he's a round two, or I think yeah. he I think he maybe got to a quarters in one of them. So, but I mean, look, oh, hang on, he's he's finished second in the Quicksilver Pro uh, a few years a few back. years ago. So, yeah, you know, he's he's, he's, he's only just off but, the two. But what? But you can't just can't jump on and off. That's my point. I, I just don't think it's fair to to all the other surfers out there who are trying to earn a living as a professional surfer that this guy can just roll up anywhere in the world and, and, and get get a get a start. Well, the question again, who? Who takes his place? Well, who who are the quicksilver? Who are the hot young quicksilver guys? They're not going to sell seats. That's that's the that's the point. Well, that's the that, and that's the banner. That's the Facebook banner. What's they're saying? They're, they're the, what the people want to see. He's the people's choice. Yeah. If it was a football game, I don't care if you call it NRL. Craig NFL. Anderson. Oh, no, he's, he's a similar kind of guy, right? 
Well, Doesn't and, really just kind of, yeah, whatever. He just exploded into the conversation with that name. Yeah, well, oh, he I, does. Rips. Hey, he rips. I, I, he rips. rips. He's he a quicksilver surfer. I think Ando would be a great choice. I think, well, I think, there, you change know, it around then. Yeah, I think you could use one of your young guns, but, but it comes back to this. Does he sell seats? No. Yeah. Craig Anderson doesn't sell as many seats as Dane Reynolds. You're going to get, when you see Dane Reynolds' uh, uh, upcoming heat, you're going to see traffic spike. And that's what they're trying to sell. And that's what surfing, where okay. surfing goes. So to. you're the boss, you're the boss of the WSL, and it's, you know, oh, three God, foot, three God foot, forbid. three foot close out, and Dane decides he doesn't really want to try today. What happens then? Because it, it seems to happen where he just kind of sits out the back, maybe gets one, possibly two waves, goes to some ridiculous air, packs his shit up and goes home. Now, if I'm the WSL, I'm not too happy about that. Well, I'm going to have the cojones to go to Dane or his management and say, hey, listen, we're giving you a leg up here. You want to continue to compete against the world's best and make yourself look like an idiot against guys like uh, John John Florence and, and Julian Wilson. Those leg leg ups aren't going to happen for you anymore. You need to either go out there and perform or we will find a replacement. And that's what they need to say to the guy to entice him because he's making the money. I agree. But there's, there is no one else out there. Get off the teat, Dane. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, let's move on, boys. What do we got next? Well, I know we want to talk about surfing in the Olympics. Is Dan going to be in the Olympics? Marlon Lipke could represent Germany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Hiroto, Hiroto is going to be uh, is going to be. Uh, well, I look Japan. forward to seeing what the Swaziland representatives look like and the Burkina Fasonians. You know, yeah. there's no way this will happen, surely. Bit of cool runnings, hey? What, in, in the Olympics in 2020, they're, they're, it's been nominated for the 2020 Olympics. I mean, well, it's all good, depe- it's all dependent on the wave pool situation, isn't it? So if uh, you know, well, we're, we're going to get Greg Webber on the show in the not too distant future. Obviously, Will's away at the minute, but we uh, have had discussions with getting Greg on, and may, maybe that will give us a bit more insight to I, you know I, have a discussion about. I this. can't wait to hear. It. I can't wait to hear the commentary in the Olympics. That's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, if we get into the Olympics, uh, one, we're going to be in China. Two, will the wave pool break down just like the Snowdonia one did about a couple of weeks ago? Seriously, Greg, you got to be licking your chops at the minute. Get one to work for Christ's sakes. Let's get to the Olympics. And that, look, talking about, are they talking about wave pool? Wave pool. Wave pool will be a wave pool event. So I don't, a, we, I don't even know where the 2020 uh, Olympics are. Maybe China. in Japan? It's in China. China, is it? China. Well, mate, they just get it. They just clear a huge amount of uh, land out there in the back of Beijing and just get it going. You know, that could be, it could be done in a short matter of time. They're, they're guys that, you know, look, when the Chinese put their mind to something, they're pretty yeah. bloody effective. They, can like they, they couldn't swim to save their lives a decade ago. Now now they're breaking records all over the joint. 100,000 sitting in a stadium watching the uh, Olympic surfing. It would be a spectacle, that's for sure, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think surfing belongs in the Olympics anyways. Uh, you really? Know, you think it's got a place? I think it's got a place. I mean, seriously, if baton twirling has a place in the Olympics, surfing definitely has a place in the Olympics. Let's get for it real. Would be, I mean, it would be a good uh, spectacle, I, I, I suppose. Like you could do it under lights at dark. Just takes me back to like the beach volleyball in 2000, you know, like on the on the sand. That was like – that was one of the, the major talking points of the whole Olympics. So, look, let's not uh, discount it, I suppose. Yeah, and you, you also got – all the surfers are actually – barracking for it as well it's been a long time coming it's been about 10 years in the making uh if you ask me and uh you know the key selling points are the fact that the ioc is really trying to sell to a younger market and therefore sports like surfing and of course snowboarding's in the olympics yep. now um and uh the likes of a few other sports you know um 
I, I think it belongs there. Corruption's I, rife in the IOC too, so I don't know whether well, whether the surfing surfers um, the surfing's ruling body would have the the amount of uh, brown paper bags, as it were, to be able to sling the the one and ten man samaranches and his <laughs> and his ilk. They wouldn't have one paper bag, let alone <laughs> what some of the other sports do. But but that's you know we want your feedback. Uh, join our join us on our Facebook page, the Carve Up. Surf show and tell us what you really think. Does surfing belong in the Olympics? I think it does. Um, you know, because then I can claim that I was part of the uh, the one of the programs that, to endorse it. Let's talk about the claim. There's been a few <sighs> slight claims. It's back. It's back. I I, talk I, about the claim. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here with hand hand raised, and I've I've been known to claim the odd tube in my in my time. It's something that's kind of crept into my game over as I've got older, but. Uh, I don't mind the claim, but uh, you know, I think what these guys are doing now—they're claiming just to get a, an extra point five or, or something like that. Like the 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 Gabriel Medina no claim claim. I thought that was uh, well deserved and, and rightfully performed. I think if you do the claim, if it's justified, hell yeah, that's what surfing is, right? It's stoke, and you know, don't be afraid to show your stoke. But when you're on when you're surfing two foot crap Huntington Beach. And you're trying to milk a score to yeah. the judges. That's when it gets ridiculous. How do you do it on a sh- on an uh, board shooter, boys? You know, look, look, look it's a shamanship, boys. It's a bit, of, it's a bit of shamanship. I mean, look, Kelly Slater hasn't Kelly Slater got a uh, a little penalty jar a there? Tip if, jar, yeah, a tip yeah, jar. Yeah. If, if your score's not in the excellent range, which is what eight, yeah, eight to ten, yeah. you got to put a hundred dollars in the tip jar. But mate, look, it's a bit of shamanship. I don't, I don't buy into it too much. If they want to, but look, do you they, think it's, it wanna, seems to be creeping more and they, more and more into each event? Mate, I've got no problem with them claiming if they if they need a score, whether it be a three or a four or a five, and they need a score to win a, a quarter final or a semi final, and they get that score, and if they think they've got the wave to get that score. Good on them. Let them claim. I reckon it's crap. Nah, let no, them I, I don't. Like no. I said, mate, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll declare I'm a bit of a claimer. I've, if, I've had the odd claim in if, my time. If it's pipeline, fine. If it's uh, Huntington Beach, keep your hands in your pocket. <laughs> I, keep your hands in your pocket. That's what I got to say because I tell you, trying to milk a score out of a judge's uh, for some guys has worked, but for me, um, I don't like it. Now, Shooter, you've, you've bagged me bagged me first two songs, and I believe you're going <laughs> to pull something out by Bruno Mars or some other no, hot no, doctor. Who, nice who are we going little, with? Just a nice little cruisy song, mate, from Vance Joy. Just a nice little uh, riptide in the, in the uh, yeah. We're theme go, of surfing. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back <laughs> with more of the carve up right after this.
Welcome back to our first live edition of the Carve Up Surf Show, of course, where we have just been carving things up all night long. The Triple S team is in the house, uh, Shooter Schmoo, and of course, Silky Smooth Man himself. Boys, um, nearly finished here on our first live performance. If I can just hop in just briefly, uh, we have carved a few up, you know, I didn't miss Dane Reynolds, but uh, whilst we've been on air and, uh, you know, we are going global with uh, the Carve Up Surf show. Uh, not only are we live here, but tomorrow the podcast will be up on iTunes and subscribe. Listen, give us a rating and tell us what you think. If you think it's bullshit or you know, had a few chuckles, but the great Ian Kanga Cans has just uh, hopped on and uh, he reckons you should be back commentating on the the WSL show. And I have to say, uh, over the past few hours on on, uh, on social media, your name has been bandied around the traps. Look, I, I thought I had you on a pretty good deal here at uh, Radio Hub, mate, but uh, it seems the people are speaking. The, the drums are beating out there in uh, Surf World. What do you think, Shooter? We're putting his name back up in lights. That's what We're it is, back yeah. out there. As long as he doesn't forget the people who just, you know, along the way. I mean, he's it's a rags-to-riches story, but, uh, you know, just Shamu just taking over Joey Tapel or whoever mate, else may be. He's the Hawaiian-turned-Aussie, you know, Surf commentator that you know everyone loves, everyone wants to hear like sexual like chocolate. Said, oh, he's a beautiful man. He's oh, a beautiful look human at being. You, too. you guys must have got the checks that were in the mail last <laughs> week. But look, you'll have to ask uh, a guy by the name of Jed Pearson for God knows what. Why uh, I never got selected? I got overlooked. I'm over it though. Do you, okay. does it, you really sound, sound, like, sound like you are? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, guys, and I appreciate uh, Ian Cairns, of course, former world champion, former bronze Aussie. I, I think Mark Warren say, was another one who uh, yeah. tossed your name up too, Shmoo. Well, you know, Mark was one of the guys um, when when live broadcasts started um, who helped produce me. So thanks to you, Mark Warren. Of course, another bronze Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the top Australian surfers back in the day. But look, I, I, I'd i be lying if I said I didn't miss it. I'd be lying if I said I'd, I wouldn't love to have another crack. But you know what? I, I'm not lying when I say there's a lot of freaking politics in this sport which suck. And I'm not someone who's going to suck it. So, if you did get another shot, would you be starstruck sitting up there next to Ellen DeGeneres? Somewhat, <laughs> yes. especially with that sweater on. <laughs> well, you know, with the sweater, sweater on, I, I, you know, I'd be a little bit uh, gobsmacked and not know what to say. But I, I'm sure something I'd pull something out. But no, it's it's great to see all the feedback uh, online from you know legends of the sport. I'd like to put a challenge out to the tracks cartoonist Johannes Luke, who listens to the show. If he could produce something with the uh, the Strider Wazalewski Ellen DeGeneres combo, <laughs> there's uh, 
There's a there's a good cartoon in that, I think. This thing's taken off. Yeah, yeah it I, is. And I'll tell you another thing, guys. I think what the, what, uh, the WSL might be afraid of is a little bit of color, a little bit of flair, and a little bit of honesty and commentary. Not scared to carve them up when they need to be carved up, and that's what we're all about, isn't it? It, it is. And uh, so thanks for, for all the great comments. And again, like we're on iTunes. G- yeah, yeah. Give you, us the yeah. ratings. Just get the, uh, the Carve Up Surf Show on iTunes. Show will be up tomorrow. You can uh, subscribe. Download, rate, and uh, yeah, give us a review. Tell us what you think. Let's uh, let's get those reviews on who's going to win, Silky. Look, uh, you've all been given Mick the raps, but uh, I'm going to just tip a dark horse for a bit of value here. The big Aussie, the big goofy footer, Owen Wright. Look, I think he's cherry ripe for this. Uh, if the swell is meant to pick up as uh, is being talked about. He's more of a white I knight think, than a dark uh, horse. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is. But look, I, I think uh, I just got a good feeling uh, he might be able to do something. I've, I've been abused uh, from pillar to post about wrapping up the Brazilian, so I stuck with an Aussie. In the women's, I think uh, Carissa. Yeah, shooter. Carissa in the women's for me too. Look, Mick Fanning, I think he's building something special here. He's just got the complete package. He surfed these from, the, from day one in the big stuff. You know, to, to yesterday as it was getting smaller, he's just adapted. He's just surfing better and better with every heat. And like I said, I think he's building to, to a world title. I think he'll be standing there holding the trophy up at the end of the year. Yeah, good call. I think uh, Carissa for me uh, on the lady's side of the draw. And speaking of Mick Fanning's package, I've seen it. It is complete. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, he's two, holding. Two fish. One chips. <laughs> Yahoo! Uh, you can't look past Mick Fanning. I think that... Uh, you know, he's wearing that yellow singlet for a reason, and uh, it's going to be a Medina-Fanning final with Fanning holding that Quicksilver France Pro Trophy at the end of the day. Rail game versus air game Well, in the final. I tell you what, the swell is coming. Bold prediction on Owen Wright, but the swell is coming. He's your dark horse. And I tell white you what, knight. what the white knight, the white knight, <laughs> dark chocolate, and Mick Fanning and Gabriel Medina is, uh, is my choices. Guys, it's been a great show. Been an awesome show. We've carved up a lot uh, on this segment. Of course, our first live show. And from now on, I don't know if we'll be live or we'll be on ever again. But uh, it's been enjoyable, guys. Uh, you know, women's finals coming up. They've got the semifinals. They've got quarterfinals of the men's there at Quicksilver. Then they go to Portugal, and we're going to carve it up as soon as uh, we get the end results from Quicksilver Pro in France. But uh, on behalf of everyone at the Carve Up Show, boys, it's been a fantastic show. See you it's next been great time. filling in. Uh, and get a job, Reynolds. Keep the comments coming on Facebook. Everybody, we love to hear them. See you later.